0: This is a news laundry podcast, and you're listening to NL Hafta.
1: Angries Apna Lagan or News Laundry apna hafta. Welcome to the 251st episode of the Hafta. Today on the panel we have two guests. Let me introduce the guests first. We have Vrinda Gopinath, who, other than writing for us, is an independent journalist. She's worked at The Pioneer, The Express, Mail today. She's in Scroll, Outlook, and The Wire as well. She reported from Uttar Pradesh for us during the general election and write regular columns. Hi, Vrinda. Hi. Pleasure having you on the Hafta. And we have joining us on the phone line Nitin Sethi whose reports, his series have created a ripple which we hope will become a tsunami. Hi Nitin.
2: (laughs) Hi, thank you for having me on board.
1: Nitin is a journalist out of Delhi. He was till recently working with Business Standard as a senior associate editor. He's worked as Deputy Editor at Scroll and Senior Assistant Editor at both Hindu and Times of India. He writes on governance, political economy, and he has a deep focus on development, natural resources, energy and the environment. And like I said, he's done that five-part series on electoral bonds. Um, we shall talk to him. Also, we have our own in-house team of Meghnad, Hello. And Manisha Pandey. Hello. And I am Abhinandan Sekri. Okay, Manisha's become very dramatic in her. Yeah, yeah. So, um, let's go over the headlines. But before we do that, well, pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. News Laundry does have other podcasts other than the Hafta. We have Awful and Awesome. We have reporters out orders. Do check those out. But more importantly, check out our website and see all the reports we do, ground reports that are the bedrock of journalism and are increasingly becoming rarer and rarer. We need you to support independent journalism so more ground reports are made possible because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. We also have two NLCNA projects. One is of Who Owns Your Media? And the second one is to be done out of Telangana where 48,000 TR. TSRTC employees went on strike and were fired by the KCR within two days I think and there are lots of stories there human stories governance stories and this entire project will cost about 2 lakh 20,000 we have raised 50,000 so far we'll be sending our crack reporter Pratik Goyal from Harashtra to Telangana to report on this so many of you tell us we don't do enough reports from the south well here we want to and it's expensive we hope you'll chip in Go to the NLCNA project and please Contribute to the NLC. Uh,
0: one thing about this project I wanted to add is that it's a live project. So this is usually we do stories which are a little far back. But right now, as we speak, forty seven days have gone by when they have been in protest. The fired right. employees. Right. And this is a live story. So, so it's emerging so as can we speak. Quickly get yeah. It's like we have to be really fast about this. And uh the listeners, please, if you are listening to this, please do contribute because we want to we are sending immediately next yeah. week. So this is a live project. So please keep please, that in mind. Please
1: stop it up. Yeah. So yeah. now what do we have? What happened, Meghna then Manisha? What what made the news this week?
3: JNU was in news. Uh JNU students have actually been protesting for three straight weeks now against a draft hostel manual, which has revised hostel fee dress codes and curfew timings, but things went out of hands this week when students stepped out of the campus and they went uh, protesting on Marg. They were lati-charged tar- by the police that was getting beaten up a few weeks ago by the lawyers. So now they're beating up people. And interestingly, students wore. Uh, dressed up as lawyers the next day to intimidate <laughs> <laughs> intimidate that the Delhi police that was fun but yeah it was it was very uh, one of the students was uh, visually impaired he was picked up and he was saying that you know uh, I'm blind and all and the police was hitting him and saying they didn't and all that. say that's
1: the law oh my god <laughs> they didn't say that okay <laughs>
3: Uh, the protests also made uh, news in Parliament, uh, opposition stormed the well and created quite a ruckus. And uh, of course, all the BJP guys said, yeah, politically we moderated, hey, these are urban axles and we must not pay attention to them. As of now, uh, uh, with the fee hike, I think uh, the administration is coming up with a formula uh, to, uh, so that it doesn't affect the, margin, uh, the students from poor backgrounds. But it will still be 12,000 rupees more. Even for people who are from economically marginal backgrounds. In
1: fact, yeah, we'll go into the details of that.
0: Then there was electoral bonds story. Yeah. so we have some uh, stories on electoral bonds. Electoral bonds because Nitin has done a wonderful series for News Laundry Hindi, which is a five-part series. The fifth part was put out today. Uh, we are also well, the sixth at part going
1: out. Actually, sixth part is going, out, yet. which is a surprise for which is us. A surprise, for <laughs> surprise, <laughs> guys. <laughs>
0: More to come. But uh, what Nitin has exposed is a lot of uh, in a lot of. Uh, you know, corruption, I would say, in in, in the electoral bond scheme, which was introduced in 2017. So there are, uh, there is very little media coverage about it, to be fair. But I'm just reading out some headlines. Uh, BJP government busy filling pockets with black money overruled RBI. Congress raises questions on electoral bonds. This is because Congress did a press conference uh, on on the issue, where uh, journalists Questions were answered. We will talk about that. And how the BJP also did a press conference and that that was a different atmosphere. Hmm. Uh, Then, uh, this was in India today. The Congress with uh, 500 crore in electoral bonds says it opposes electoral bonds. But, but that is not, our story. But <laughs>
1: they don't, don't, don't want to tell us where their 500 crore came from. So. Right.
0: <laughs> so, so this is a story that Ayush did for us where he went to the press conference uh, <laughs> which the Congress was doing and he asked them, uh, are you against the electoral bonds? Uh, you have taken 5 crore. And they corrected him and said, no, actually, we have taken 500 crore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that story is on newslaundry.com. Please do read it. It's a interesting and fun story and I, have, I think Manisha has a bunch to say about that. Um, then there is... The session in Parliament? Uh, Yeah, there is the session in Parliament, which is... uh, Winter session has started on Monday. So, uh, the first day, both houses were adjourned. So, we can talk about that. Uh, There is... Um, there are a few questions that were asked and there was a discussion on air pollution and there was also a discussion on electoral bonds. not a discussion but Manish Tiwari raised it so that is also something that happened well what happens in parliament
1: these days are more non-discussions than discussions Meanwhile, yeah, why would you say that? And the,
3: <laughs> the debate on uh, air pollution at least I saw just empty benches I didn't yeah, see anything was, yeah, 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 yeah. all
0: non-discussions then, uh, uh, and one more thing was Gautam Gambhir has finally attended the meeting
1: of air pollution in Delhi. We kind of did a lot of stories on him last after week. After eating right. beans. So, uh, Kashmir is in the news again. Uh, as soon as Mr. Amit Shah said everything is normal in parliament, Kashmir is locked down yet again. The internet curb in Kashmir will be lifted at appropriate times says Amit Shah this is the equivalent of your comp- the competent authority will look at it, which means no one knows anything. Uh, Seven hundred sixty-five people arrested for pelting stones since the special status was revoked, says the center. Also, I read in today's paper actually that youngest to be um, arrested for um, rioting in Hong Kong is twelve years old. Oh. So China and Mr. Shah has lot in, have more in common. So well considering the right of center government resembles the communist government more than anybody else Mm. is telling. The air pollution and water pollution both were in the news this week. Mm. Uh, We'll discuss it in a little more detail but I'll just give you the general sense. Uh, Whilst the fires in Punjab and Hirana went down, they've gone up again yesterday. Things are in the 300-400 range. They haven't reached the 700 range yet. Thank God. Uh, But to do with this Gautam Gamir skipped a meeting. Mr. Javadekar refused to answer questions. Uh, Meanwhile, there was a water um, purity issue as well. So Ram Vilas Paswan, who is the Minister for uh, Food and Consumer Affairs and Public Distribution, his ministry cited a report saying that Delhi water is very polluted and is unfit for drinking. The Ahmadinejee Party government said that this is a fake report. And we have a couple of reports on this. In fact, they are exclusives which you can read to see the conflict of interest. The subcommittee that has been made by the government of India uh, has people from Kent Water Purifier because Kent is all pure. This hafta is not sponsored by them. All the water purifier product manufacturers, they have people on that committee. So you can imagine there's absolutely no conflict of interest and your interests are being served. Just like advertising funded news serves your interest. Similarly, a committee that has the water purification product owner sitting on them are serving your interest, obviously. And other than that, there was Leonardo DiCaprio also raised <laughs> concern on Delhi's air pollution. I <laughs> said, And finally, Pragya Thakur is nominated to the parliamentary committee on yes. a parliamentary panel on defense. That has yeah. shocked many people.
3: And Mr. Modi had said once that I will never forget Pragya for her good and and service. I'm actually
0: one of those who is not shocked. I mean mm. not just because of her credentials but just because that's she's the, way the is a part of them. Yeah, the other
1: anyway. three controversial things that happened were one is a professor in Banaras Hindu University who's teaching a course which is um a Sanskrit course but has to do with I don't know I think it's Professor Rolls Khan uh, a whole bunch of students say we will not let a muslim teach us this and though some faculty is backing Mr. Feroz Khan, Professor Feroz Khan. There are many people who are saying that no, he should not be allowed to teach a, a course. I guess someone
3: should tell someone should
1: tell Gulzar stop writing in Urdu, bro. Yeah. Uh, because Gulzar even when he writes Hindustani, he writes in Urdu because that's the medium he yeah. studied in.
0: Surprisingly, that's what Paresh Raval, the BJP MP, said. What that. Uh, you know, how can Naushad be uh, writing bhajans and Mohammed Rafi sing it? So so that was quite surprising coming from a BJP MP. Oh, so he was saying that this guy should be out to... I
1: think Parekh Shawal is growing the brain slowly, slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and Sabri Mala, No,
3: but this is something so basic. I mean... Uh, I'm surprised that there are people still supporting it and is doing a balancing act of like... This monkey balancing is I think
1: the biggest problem. In I mean, fact, today my recommendation is um, to do with that also. And then Sabri Mala, the Supreme Court, while it has referred it to a larger bench, was a split. Technically, the earlier order that all women should be allowed should still stand. But a 12-year-old girl was stopped from entering the table by the by the Kerala police. So, clearly that majoritarian streak has infected everything. Mamta Banerjee and Asaduddin Owasi got into a bit of a jhagda where uh, she spoke about minority extremism. And he says he's going to contest there. And of course, now both these are regional players, not big news. But because Time's now said, set, we'll use them to trash the whole Muslim community. Yeah. And they had their usual suspects. Talking about this, I was amazed at you. Looked at the prime time, right? yes. Like, oh, and News Laundry Prime Time is back, guys. Check out News Laundry yes. Prime Time, we're going to be doing it once a week on Tuesday. So, you can just follow our Twitter timeline and see what's happening on prime time And all the channels. So, you don't have to subject yourself to that because we will put ourselves between you and harm's way. <laughs> and the National Registry for Citizens is going to be hmm. a all nationwide India. thing. Hmm. But, I mean, he has indicated that, Mr. He Shah. He said
0: that in parliament. It's yeah. not an indication, he's just saying it. I think that's going to be the new big thing before the elections. Yeah. Because, you know, it's going to create this whole country-wide uproar. I think that's what they're building up towards.
1: Huh? Yeah, it's, mm. uh, but uh, Print has done a piece on this. But first, let's talk about the electoral bonds. Hmm. So let's start with Nitin's report. Meghna, why don't you just set the context before we pull Nitin into the conversation?
0: Okay, so what is going on is that there is this instrument called electoral bonds, right? You guys have all heard about it, I hope. (laughs) But uh, what electoral bonds are, are anonymous ways to donate to political parties. How it works is you buy a bond from SBI, you give it to any party, and then the party redeems it. So it's like an account transfer, just that there's this layer of... Bonds being added, which is like a special currency for political parties. And Nitin will actually elaborate on why. Commodore Lokesh Batra uh, spent, I think, an year accumulating documents on RTI of all the communications between RBI, EC, uh, Finance Ministry, PMO, and the trail that has emerged from when the scheme was being implemented. So Nitin's story basically is pointing out like, a multitude of flaws
1: and lies that the government and lies, lies the government is. so right? uh, Nitin before you get into the, um, uh, the the explaining us its significance its importance how long did it take you to do this report uh, and if you could include how long it took for the RTIs to come uh, and whatever you can make public do and whatever is you think is journalistically should be private, you can keep classified. Because we can't kill all the people who listen to this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, no, I know. Uh, from what I understand, Commodore Lokesh Batra has been at it since May 2017 itself. Uh, so it's been more than two years of his hard labor of getting documents. Uh, from what he told us, most of the government bodies were friendly, comfortable in providing after a while. But there have been some departments, particularly in the Ministry of Finance, which have just sat down, locked down on their files, and will not share it with him. Despite that, I think the persistence, he got these documents at the end of roughly two years of labor. He handed it over to us to start looking at them. Uh, Roughly, I would say, in terms of real working days, we spent about two months browsing through what's more than 900 pages uh, from different ministries, stitching them together, understanding what really happened because. Government notings are not, uh, how would I say, amenable to actually simple reading. Right. They're complex double book written in bureaucraties to understand what it really is means besides what they say. It took us about two months, and then another month of collaborating with Huffington Post leading news, news, laundry leading in Hindi. It took us another ten days, I think, to just start writing, editing, and putting it together, and we're still doing it as we see today.
1: So you're doing one more part even as these five yes, have been we done? we thought
2: considering the, uh, the government has had absolutely nothing to say either to agree, disagree or anything with the series, uh, we thought we should provide more. And uh, we will eventually put all the data in public domain because it belongs to the public, it's not ours, it's under RTX. And we let everyone take a look at it. I think Sunshine only helps the
1: truth come out. Yes, and we need more Sunshine Law. So, first of all, thanks so much. This is a very painstakingly thorough investigation you've done. Um, Thank you. And uh, for our listeners, just should you get an idea? You know, I've heard a lot of people casually talk about what journalism is and what journalism entails. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. there's a good uh, time for me before we continue with some other questions that the panel may have for Nitin. That... That's you know we're talking about not counting the ITAs that took two years to get, you know someone like Nitin to go over all those documents, 900 pages, make sense of it, you know make some sort of an architecture that this is what happened, figure out what the stories are. I mean you're doing you know an auditor's job, a journalist's job, a lawyer's job, and if you think this is cheap, then you deserve cheap journalism. Uh,
2: <laughs> you know I I agree on both counts, and I would say more. Uh, you know, even unfortunately, uh, in the last few years, even in this government, getting RTIs is not such a simple job. Right. Uh, it should have been. That was the purpose, and that was the intent of the law. But even finding what kind of RTIs to file, where to get, we need to develop sources. Unfortunately, today to even be able to dig through using RTI, we should have made everything very easy. <laughs> To top it, once you get into the journalistic exercise of scrutinizing these papers, it's a very tedious job. It's a rather boring job because there's no great excitement to sitting with hundreds of pages pouring over them, connecting the dots. And it does require a lot of effort. And I think the only reason it's been possible this time is because so many of us collaborated. Yeah. What the resources that were required? And we do need immense resources. For reportage, as compared to curation and other forms of journalism, which are important, but this is the base, the bedrock on which journalism is formed. When you bring out new information, is when you allow citizens to form better opinions. Right, and and, then, and, and, and I think the, colla- sorry?
1: the co- sorry, the collaboration has to be more than just let's say a half for news laundry and arumugam. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's Aramogam right? So,
2: it's right. It's right. So and, 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 and no, either the collaboration and, um, has to the inc- collaboration is intellectual as well as resources it's also different institutions and individuals bringing their capacities and capabilities together. And, um, and Unfortunately, the audience, in India, there's a tradition of, uh, at least in the legacy media, of not helping each other, promoting yes. each other's work. And I think that needs to change also because we've seen in the last few days itself how long it's taken the legacy institutions to actually respond to yes. something everyone else was talking about.
1: Exactly. And this is where you, the listener, comes in, the consumer of news, Uh, Surely, if you can, you know, spend 300 to 800 rupees on on a packet of cigarettes, uh, you know, a thousand rupees on an outing, a few hundred rupees to support good journalism is not asking for much. But what it does to impact your life is immensely significant. You may not see it in real time, in real terms. So unless you, the listener and the news consumer, pays to keep news free, uh, then you can leave it to the ads of those of you who hate Kajriwal that full page ad is what is paying for journalism those of you who hate Modi that full page mugshot of his beautiful beard is what is paying for that or Yogi Adityanath. Uh, you know, the photo shoot must have required a lot amount of dulling off the backlight because otherwise it'll <laughs> bounce off his head. It's true. I mean, I, I'm telling you as a, as, as a, as as a, a director, not
0: bald person. I, no, <laughs> as a director,
1: whenever I used to had to shoot people who had a shiny, you know, this thing, it was hard to shoot because or if you're wearing specs because the light would reflect. All I'm saying is I digress. Those mug shots will be paying for your journalism. If you don't want those mug shots to pay for your journalism, Or, you know, a product like we'll be discussing the reverse osmosis purifiers who are not only advertising but are also deciding what is pure for us or not. So do pay to keep news free because unless the public pays, the public is not served,
2: it's the advertiser who served. Now, uh, if I may actually add, uh, I mean, it's so beautiful that exactly what we talk about journalism, if you pay for journalism, journalism will respond to your requirements and desires and expectations similarly for politics this is why electoral bond is such a big issue because if citizens if you want politics to be responsible to citizens then you cannot have corporates paying for politics right. you need to have transparency you have to have their answerability to citizens
1: okay now tell me when you did this story a uh, what what was the responses that you got from the sarkar i'm sure you asked them some questions and stuff as well and b why did the commodore choose you I'm very hurt because he knows me also. He ignored me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, um, so we sent qu- detailed questions to the two parties which were involved and implicated. Which is One is the finance ministry, two is the PMO. We have not so far got any response from the Prime Minister's office. Uh, from the finance ministry, we got two detailed questions, instead two paragraphs. One, and or they are incorporated in the stories. One where they say, um, everything that was done was done for public good and after great thought to that we're slightly busy preparing the budget right now so we'll come back to you later with our thoughts <laughs> on it and we need to think about
1: it. Nice. The other big news was JNU. Yeah. Manisha, why don't you just lay the context and then I'm sure all of us have lots to say about yeah. JNU and we will start with so our guess. The
3: context is just that students have been protesting in JNU for about three weeks and their main uh, these are basically a set of new rules that are being introduced one of them pertains to hostel fee which would uh, actually after if you implement the um, uh, latest uh, fee that the administration wants to implement on hostels JNU would become one of the most expensive hostels uh, across India Uh, universities like Delhi University Vishwa Bharati BHU will all be cheaper And it's um, 40% of students in JNU actually come from impoverished backgrounds. Some of them have a monthly income of 12,000 rupees, their families. So they obviously um, cannot afford the sort of increase this would mean. It's almost a... Uh, it's almost like a 40-50% increase on mm. the room rents. And uh, so there's so the students have been you know in a continued battle with the administration on the rollback of the fee. Then the administration said, okay, we'll roll it back for people who are from uh, BPL families. They mm. haven't defined yet who mm. will be BPL family. Mm. But even for those families, the yearly expenditure will go up to about 12,000 rupees. Besides that, I think for me, if I was a student of JNU and I have the means to pay, I would be super pissed at... The administration putting a curfew time of eleven o'clock. These, this is also another condition that you have to be back in your hostels at twelve. And these are PhD students, some they of them are thirty. They also have a dress
0: code or something.
3: And I, I was amazed to see uh, reporting on this from like the likes of Sudhir, where they're like, yeh students rat ke 11 11 baj tak bahar rehna chahte hain. I mean, clearly they've had no fun in their college life. Yeah. But, <laughs> but not even fun. College. I
1: mean, maybe you're just doing a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, right.
3: I just so, find it. And, and so this is one thing that really, and I don't think anyone, we have a lot of listeners who like doing PhD programs and all that stuff like mm. that. I don't think anywhere in the world you have such restrictive like It gets my goat. I mean, why the fuck should I come back at 11?
0: And
3: also then there's this conversation about um, how are these students contributing so there is this engineers contribute to the nation but art students are somehow losers and you know you're doing social sciences or you're doing sociology or but I think that nations.
1: is a, that, that is a view of just a very uh, slim a sliver right. of yeah. also you know the, the these dudes who are on Twitter frustrated yeah. engineers because there is enough literature out there and even if you read um, um, the much celebrated Uh, Leonardo da Vinci's biography, which has been written by that former editor of time, the guy who also wrote Steve Jobs uh, biography. Um, And there is enough articles out there how actually learning the arts really widens your brain. And even if you want to study science, if you have learned the arts, it actually makes you think Hmm. of science in a way more uh, creative way. Uh, and Da Vinci was a fantastic example of that so I think the people who say that are generally yeah. in any case illiterate So uh, and
3: of course the taxpayer thing that why should mm. taxpayers pay when that really
1: gets my keep yeah. by taxpayers, yeah. I mean, the
3: first and I think this just needs to be drummed into everyone of all the tax kitty that we have whatever we collect only 3% is personal income tax 70% to 80% of taxes are indirect taxes which everyone, even the poor man, even your laborers, you know, everyone pays it. So you're not running the country. So, so, I so think shut like up.
1: Two <laughs> things that I want to come in with and uh, you know, Vrinda, if you could give your perspective. One thing that I would definitely talk about is, which I think has got lost, uh, is the police brutality. And I definitely want to underline here, three, four weeks ago, whenever they got bashed up by the lawyers, you know, the, who was standing and ITO had been blocked. And mm. those of you who are from Delhi, when the ITO crossing gets blocked, fucking Delhi's fucked. Yeah. They had no compunction of saying, oh, are we not human beings? Why are we being beaten up? How quickly these fuckers forget. Huh? Yeah. And now they're bloody beating these uh, students up who were on a peaceful protest. Mm. So which is why I get a lot of pushback saying that you are uh, being unfair. I have no sympathy for the police. I have never had sympathy for the police. And it's unlikely anyone who has dealt with the police will have any sympathy for the police. Because when you get bashed up, the rules that apply to you, you forget. And it will be okay, we are all hypocrites in one sense. But when you have the power to make sure that doesn't happen, hmm. you don't exercise that power. That is one big problem I have. The second thing in this entire uh, controversy was of this tax that, you know, we hum tax, we are and these poor students can afford to pay XYZ. I would like an informed study on A, BPL is people who are just at subsistence level. Just because you're above BPL doesn't mean you're rich. Yeah. So A, BPL cannot be the measure of getting subsidized fee. Those of you who don't know, even people who get two and a half, three lakh salary a month in the school I am from, which is considered one of the best in the country, provides bursary for people who are what would be considered very rich. Because... The fee is a lot more than that. And that comes from various bursaries and funds that have been put together. So even the rich get that because just being our BPL doesn't mean you can afford GNU. And secondly, one of the um, reasons that many economists recommend a universal basic income is the amount of money spent in auditing and deciding who falls within that category. You end up spending more than just giving it to everybody. So, if one was to set up a mechanism that how will you determine whether this person deserves the bursary or not for thousands and thousands of children, how much will you spend on that committee? Is that less than what you would save here? My guess is no. And there has been no informed discussion on this. People are just payloading their hate and venom.
3: Yeah, and okay, I mean, to be, um, to just look at it from the administration point of view, it's true that there hasn't been a hike for 19 years. And 10 rupees is very less to pay. I think if I sort of got admitted to the college, I do think I should pay more than 10 rupees. And there could be a case for, okay, you know, this is the cut off, and that you're a person who can afford it. So, you pay up so that, you know, you can sustain it for the rest of the students. But then there are questions about that creating divisions within the student community where, you know, then you sort of mm. demarcate students who can pay, don't pay. And then there are sort of… No, also this one
0: mindset about basically what he said about taxpayers and it's fine like the fee structure I mean I get like you know some can pay some cannot pay right but the whole comparison about how this money is being wasted on JNU is what is extremely problematic because like if you look at it some 2.54 crore worth of bad loans have been written off and that is also taxpayer money being spent. Taxpayer money has been spent in a lot of things but one of the major things we are spending it on is giving interest on uh, the debt that the government has. That is the largest chunk of our budget right now. Now, if you are looking at the money they are spending on education subsidy, that's 2% yeah. of the overall budget, right? And if you look, it's, it's such a bizarre thing to just target this one tiny university which has like 3000 students and now people are giving shit opinions like oh we should move JNU out to a cheaper area and sell the land off to corporates to build malls so that, that that JNU can run for 50 years after that.
1: I'd like to also remind you that there is a new NLCNA project on the TSRTC employee strike in Telangana, 48,000 people have been fired. There are lots of stories to be done from there. It is a, a humanitarian, I mean, crisis at one level of so many families not having a breadwinner, but also governance failure. We're going to be sending our crack reporter there. We need you guys to support that project. Go to newslonely.com, click on Sena, and see what phenomenal ground reports we'll get out of there.